find more important than maybe other people do it's very subjective but i think like one of the things i keep harping on about is is with gathering with the auto gathering button that that changed everything for me like i don't know i'm lazy i don't want to keep clicking <laughs> I, I can click once whilst i'm watching something small little quality of life changes make the biggest impact to me Welcome, everybody, to the Casually Hardcore Podcast, episode 48, take two. Had a little audio issues, but we got that resolved. Uh, joining us this week, we have me, Oni, coming back on the podcast. Going to be talking about Final Fantasy, uh, patch 5.1, and obviously Final Fantasy as we get ready for the year 2020. Uh, how is it going to be in 2020? So there's going to be a lot that we want to talk about with me, Oni. But first, dude, how have you been? I know that you just got over the flu. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, and yeah, how, what's, what, what's new in life? Apart from getting over the flu, which has consumed a considerable amount of my time, um, yeah, it's pretty much just been crafting non-stop. The new updates came out, I've been trying to catch up, running around, collecting all of the new barding, minions, mounts, oh, there's, there's so much to catch up on. It's it's like the game is, is just alive again. Mm. I like those lulls between, it gives me a chance to do other things, but it's nice to have you know content back to do and work for so yeah that's that's pretty much been my life so have you been catching any of the ultimate like streams any of that stuff that's been going on on twitch i've watched bits and pieces but i've not been as um into it this time around as i was last time i'm not sure why that is yeah. but uh some of the the stuff i've seen is just like how <laughs> you know they've really put out all put out all the stops for this content it seems so that's one of the coolest yeah. things about it and you're you're not alone like when we went and looked at twitch like the numbers were definitely a lot smaller than they've been in the past but it's still like the, there's a lot of fervent excitement behind it and obviously they had the world first clear with thoughts per second uh, if mm. you guys aren't aware so they've got the official first clear and now starting to slowly roll out that people are getting their clear so as long as people are staying healthy i think yoshi p is going to be happy to be able to bring more of that content out uh, over time now it's just a few showrunners notes uh we you can find our podcast on spotify itunes google play soundcloud here over on twitch when we do it live sometimes on mixer when we're over there and obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, we thank you very much. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe button, share this out with your friends. Uh, and if you're just listening to the audio, uh, leave us a review. That would help us out a lot and helps other people find us as well. Uh, we do want to thank our, uh, our partnership with Shadow PC. I'm still waiting on my Stadia so I can do a Shadow PC versus Stadia. But uh, being a, kind of a, a fan of cloud gaming and all that it could be mean for the future, uh, it is nice that we have that relationship. If you guys check the links in the below, you can use the code DOWORK and get $10 off if you want to try what a, what a good shadow or cloud gaming service is looking like right now, especially when you compare it to Stadia. But we'll see. We're rooting for, for everybody to see uh, how that goes, and maybe we'll talk about that in an upcoming podcast. But with the business concluded, I do want to say um, we've got one more show scheduled for this 2019, and then we're going to go into 2020, and we're already lining up guests like She Heals I Tank and much more. So we're excited to have them on 
uh, the podcast coming up. And if there are guests that you want to see uh, come on and talk about video games, uh, be sure to leave us a, a note in the comments or shoot us a, you know, a message over on Discord or on our email. Uh, we're always looking to be able to kind of bring in all different kinds of creative people in the video game space and have hopefully interesting conversations with them, just like today with Mione. Mione, world yeah. rest, uh, the world visit and the rebuilding of Ishgard. Like there's a whole story mm -hmm. there. I want uh, your thoughts on it pre and post. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, why don't you break it down? Like what what's happened? What do we need to know? And what do you think about it? Okay, so before this update, which was pretty much a hot fix, um, they thought it was going to be something more originally. Before that, we had Vishgard Restoration, which was a race to see how many collectibles you could turn in per server, and you 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 know you you made as much stuff as possible. Thousands upon thousands of people took part in this across all of the data centers, all of the servers on each data center. Sort of were able to hop between servers free updates and they were able to contribute their materials towards it which was a great thing and i still think that's one of the most positive aspects of that community interaction but the other thing you could also do is once you filled the bar on the sky builders crafter board essentially it would spawn a fate two hours after that completion so that could happen at any time at all two hours after that's completion so some of them were like five in the morning you know, it, it was insane. But people were, were taking part in it and people were coming from other servers. Like we had people from Cerberus and Moogle come over to our server and, you know, take part in it. Unfortunately, from my perspective, I missed out on it. I was there. I contributed my materials. I was ready to take part in the fate. The fate spawned this concerted efforts fate because it essentially is one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was ineligible to take part in it. I was part of the fate, but the logs didn't physically spawn because there was a cap that nobody knew about on the amount of people present that could take part in it. So there was both a cap for the area of people who could zone in. There were people who were complaining in like shout chat and other chats saying, why can't I get in? I want to do the fate too. And then there was another limitation inside it. That was pre-patch. Post-patch, you can no longer jump to other servers' firmaments. And that has been an interesting decision, I think, because A, yeah, you've cut off the problem at the stem, but you've also cut off any community interaction between those servers, and some of them have fallen behind. For example, Spriggan, which is our brand new European data, uh, server on our data center chaos, is still not completed. Yeah. It's the pretty much the only one that's not completed on our data center, and there's no way of us helping them. So it's pretty much the only way to help them is move your character to Spriggan. Yeah, so in many ways, it's a good thing because people like me got to actually take part in it eventually. But at the same time, you know, there are people who are suffering. And this is only the first part of the Ishgard restoration, just the firmament. So we're going to have presumably, I, I don't know if you know any of this, but presumably there will be other parts of that, like dotted lines we walk through and there'll be more stuff to build mm -hmm. yeah they've right. talked also right. about crafters and get like gatherers having more of a role yeah they've in talked five even, two yeah yeah and they've even talked about like like other things like it's a big I, thing yeah Go i ahead, think that i think the first live letter that they went over it they said that this picture this is the staging area so you're you're putting up your scaffolding you're setting up your cranes you're mm -hmm. getting your materials gathered and you haven't really started building the city yet uh, and then we will move into, you know, ideally maybe setting some foundations or building a small section of the city. Depends on kind of 
how they view that. So we'll view that over the course of basically 5.x. So I assume we'll finish it up in in late 5.4 or, or possibly in 5.5. Um, so it should take a long time to build this city. Yeah, I think it is going to take a long time. The only thing that I, I wonder is that, you know, because I was talking to a couple people online about this and they were like, that they feel like they deserve to have access to the fate itself. And mm. I have yet to see any like unique rewards that are tied to doing the concerted work. In my mind, I have separated it from an individual content to a content of that right now we're all podcasting, but our server, we're all like participating in the, like in the concerted work, even if we're not there. And I think for me, and I'm, not, I'm only speaking for myself because I know that people have strong feelings that they want to do the, the, the fate. And for me, mm -hmm. like if I'm on and the fate's on, I'm going to do it. But it, it I, I don't feel like there's there's not a special type of script that comes with it. There's not a special minion that comes with it. They're, like everything, like my, my turning in is my contributing to the fate because I'm allowing it to spawn. And for me, I look at it that there's this overall connected tissue. Like I am not the be all end all in this content, I am a cog in a bigger machine uh, of rebuilding. And that actually is really exciting. And that's, and I, I'm only speaking for myself. Mioni, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, well, we'll just re return to the, to the actual rewards. It's basically, you get an entire level, right? Mm -hmm. For your crafter, okay. whatever it is, you pretty much get a level's worth. Somebody was testing it the other day and they were like, but I only got one level. And they, they went in there with a level one blacksmith and it went to level two. It was like, well, that's, that's the scaled amount of experience you mm -hmm. chose to do. <laughs> but it, it, so that's, that's quite a considerable thing, but considering all of the other changes to crafting and how easy it is nowadays with 5.1's changes i mean it, it's a doddle now do your script turn-ins you're level 80 anyway so yeah i'm already level hard. 80 like i so yeah. the xp reward makes me wish there was some form of glamour level system yeah. just where i like oh i'm a blacksmith plus 20 it means nothing it just means like daggum he, he blacksmiths a lot uh, you yeah. know, Chris, like you put out a video talking about how the system's gutted. You've also, how many levels did you say you're gaining a day right now in the game? So I'm picking up probably 25 to 30 levels of crafting a day. Wow. I'll yeah. be, I'll be done. If, if I keep up this pace, I'll be totally capped on Friday. And my lowest crafter going into this was level 50. So like I've picked up, I will have picked up hundreds of levels I, I mean it's just that fast um because you have you have eight crafters and so when you go from 50 to 80 it, the levels add up uh the, it doesn't it doesn't do anything like to make your macro like i made a base level macro i didn't go look one up i literally just said what are the abilities i'm gonna do and i just wrote them down and so i just did a craft and then i went and created a macro that did that in order and then I sat here and my brothers were playing WoW Classic and I was watching the World of Warcraft movie and I was listening to them in Discord and we were hanging out and I was playing Final Fantasy and I was pushing the T button where I put my macro every 30 seconds for, I don't know, five hours. Um, so like the particular act of leveling I don't find engaging. Getting this many people involved is awesome. Like mm -hmm. logging into a zone and just seeing waves on waves on waves of characters all working towards something is really, really cool. And the fact that it's lasted as long as it has, as opposed to Blue Mage, where it was like, 
48 hours of awesome and then it was done uh it was like a firework it was like wow we all have blue mages and they're all okay uh so i'm really excited about what this means for the long-term health i'm just really waiting for that other shoe to drop they said there's going to be harder recipes in kind of part two Mm -hmm. because right now i can see why anybody who was capped at the beginning of this is going to feel like what yeah. What in the world did you just do to crafting? Last time we talked about it, Yoshi P kind of addressed two key issues. One was the conservative works, and then they said they're monitoring it. I expect that now that a lot of the rush and excitement over the conservative work has been somewhat concluded, it might not be this week, it might not be next, but maybe with uh, you know one five or, or some point that they'll say, okay, you guys can help out now because it's not so like, oh my god, it's the new thing, and I wanted, I want to do it. Um, you know, cause if servers are struggling, I would, I would go help them, especially if it's at a time in which that I can participate. But well, I mean, ultimately they're, they're monitoring it. The other side of it was the, uh, the end game crafting side of it. And that's where like Yoshi P says, there is more to come. Miona, you made a, you made a noise about the, the sharing. Yeah, I, I think, okay, one of the points in his little write-up that irritated me was we're going to look at how it changes and and, and change things based on that, right? That's, right. you know, ad, not ad-lib, right? right? So that's the bit that irritates me. It's the idea that they're presuming, it's the presumption that people who play this game that we see every day, when there's new rewards, all of them added to one vendor that they're not going to actually do that content. So it's going to happen again every single time there's a new like concerted works like wing. The idea that this could go back to people like re- revisiting people to take part in those fates or whatever mm-hmm. is, is a really quite, it's going to happen again, basically. We're just going to see a repeat of it. I don't think that it's a very good solution. I still think that they should allow people to take part in it. Just have like a tag next to them that people from Ragnarok get to take part in the Ragnarok fate and everyone else at that time gets either zoned out just for, for the few minutes or their tag doesn't allow them to actually be a part of the fate in, in, in general. What would you think about if, uh, if you could participate in the fate you mm. know, on another world, but once you do, you're locked out from doing another fate on any world. That's like another great solution. A, That's a, a great cooldown would be great Just because the only reason the only reason I visited Siren to try to get in on theirs was because I couldn't get in on the one on my server. Yeah. So the concerted work started. I was on Sargentanus. I waited outside with everybody shouting, "Get off our server! Build a wall!" and all <laughs> the other wonderful, kind things they were saying to each other. And then the fate ended, and I was suddenly led into the firmament because everybody scattered, and I immediately swapped to Siren because their fate was starting in 20 minutes and so then i go wait i try to get into their firmament and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and then the fate starts and you know you're not going to get in right it's trying to get it's like trying to get into a sports bar once the game has started you know that everybody that has a table is there and and the i didn't want to take a spot of a siren person i just wanted to get a spot like i just wanted to see i just wanted to see the concerted work so if the thing about the eight hour cooldown because it does, it takes like it takes all that time in between. Is that my server had multiple concerted works take place during like hours that I have to be sleeping, yeah. not not midnight, not eleven p.m., not six a.m. Where like, hey, I can adjust my schedule a little and make this game a priority and take take <laughs> advantage of this and it just once or twice see what it's like. But like three a.m., five a.m., there, there's not a chance I'm up that early outside of live letters. Um, <laughs> and no, and no one's texting you. Be like, Chris. 
we have a live, you know, like a, 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 a spot-on live letter that's just, you know, decided to show And you up. get two hours notice. Yeah. So you'd have to be up at 1 a.m. to know that the 3 a.m. Was, was going on. So it's like, what alarm am I setting that makes this possible? I mean, that used to be possible. I used to set alarms for games like, oh, this is happening at this time. You need to be around. So I'll set like a phone alarm and I'll be like really groggy, wake up, record it and then go back to bed. I used to be able to do that. I don't think I could do it anymore. I, I just get too cranky. <laughs> <laughs> so um, beyond the like this is that obviously, you know, I, I always really kind of default to like, I trust Yoshi P and the team and they're looking and they're listening. One of the things that Final Fantasy 14, I think, does hand over fist better than any MMO in the market, in my opinion, is that the devs like listen and they might not do what we want, but we end up liking what they do. It just sometimes takes a little give and take. And personally, I am actually very happy with this content. Like this content mm. makes me go, man, like I would love to see them do something where the battle classes have some kind of impact, not maybe in the rebuilding, but just overall, like I feel like my contribution is contributing to this massive goal where as the as the narrative i'm the warrior light and i'm the, like the be all end all and you know i'm kicking butt taking names and everybody's like all right he's here but this is like nobody cares if i'm here or not i'm here because i want to be here and i can hopefully have a positive out you know output from from the content but um shifting uh subjects slightly what are the best have pages you, have you ahead, chris have you read the quests? So, so like, I know that, that I, I just assume nobody else read quests because I've been skipping quests for seven years and now I suddenly care. And I've read every quest. I've read every quest in Shadowbringers. I've read every single quest since 5.x, nice. um, which is a huge shift for me that would like escape through like main cutscenes uh, and then be like, well, I don't know what's happening. Let's just kill the guy. Uh, if he's in front of us and he has a health bar, I assume we have to kill him. So, G Frankel is our is our core character of the rebuilding, right? And mm. Frankel came from Ishgard and basically is a nobleman of no real material value. <laughs> if you look him up on the wiki, he's a guy who has been particularly well-educated and is not good at anything. He's just a guy. And he's, he's in charge. He's our point of contact for a ton of this restoration stuff. And when you talk to him, he basically says you're a nobody like i appreciate that you showed up with everybody else like the lore behind this event is that you are part of this horde of crafters and gatherers and whatever you contribute is wonderful but i don't have time to keep track of it and and go oh this nail over here was put in by the warrior of light i don't care like thanks for showing up t-shirts over there water's over there get to work like that's that's the attitude here so when people say they don't feel like they're getting taken seriously like i don't get to take part in the fate I don't get to do it. I don't get to do the concerted work. This is a lot more of like a Habitat for Humanity project, rebuilding Ishgard, and a lot less of a warrior of light saving the realm. And so like, honestly, that's immersion. Like you're not correct. Restoration does not care. Restoration does not care about any one person. And so if that's the attitude you're getting, it's kind of working as intended. Like we are that worthless here. Um, which is Which a weird feeling. It's a huge it a change. change. It, yeah. And it's that, and that's where we're, usually we see some of the most drama brought into 14 is that typically the game has prepared us with a, a particular mindset, the narrative, et cetera, et cetera. And then it's like, wait a minute, this is, this is so different. And that's actually one of the things I just, I really enjoy. Like I, I really, like I was in here, I was like, yeah, like I'm in it for the story. And this for me, it's like, oh man, it, I love it. It's like, cause we're not slaying gods. We're not like saving realms. It's 
we're rebuilding like you know a part of this of the city and i'm so i'm i don't know like it's just it's weird that i i i was excited when they announced it and for me they delivered on that excitement because i think when you look at it uh, narratively with arr and heaven's word i felt like that as well now we weren't actively contributing to those zones but patch over patch they improved right so you had you know uh I don't know why I'm drawing the blank, Mordona. And then you had the uh, Idleshire where like patch over patch, the zone got better. Like, and so it kind of felt like we were contributing as a society as well. Yeah. Well, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Gogane, with um, Doma. Doma Enclave. Yeah, Doma Enclave. It was individualized. So it was instance to me. Like everybody was, you were turning stuff in, but everything progressed off of me, not as a, a whole. Uh, and that's where I was like, okay, like I didn't actually enjoy, I did it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did this, like, like this piece of itself. We are, I feel like we're, we're, we're doing it, but I digress. I, <laughs> apparently I'm in love with it and, uh, you know, and hopefully they can kind of work out the kinks and get, uh, and really kind of make it work for more people. But Mioni, what are your, uh, what are your favorite changes that came with, uh, patch 5.1 and essentially 5.11? Apart from the crafting stuff and the, the massive immersion, I mean, we and could talk about crafting. players. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, we can, about we that can talk time. all day about that, but that's that's probably not going to be interesting for people. I don't know, really. I think the other thing from five point one, well, it has to be the near raid, doesn't it? Oh yeah, like, that, yeah. It, yeah. It the near raid's be. beautiful. That that has to take like the center stage for being some of the best alliance raid content we've ever seen the storyline was okay you know it's the start so it's not it's not as good as it will be by the time the third part of that comes out but i was gripped i thought that the the boss fights were both hilarious and fun you know like the the little references as well the the bugs that came with that as well i don't know if you saw mm -hmm. you know i like the, the whole collection module as well like it's like they've yes they're, they're doing oh things. Oh, for people who have not done the near stuff this is a spoiler okay if you've not done it but you, sh you should have done it by now where you get to go back inside the alliance raid and walk around mm -hmm. and then you get access to this collection saying it's like and it comes up and you've got all that lore and you can find stuff behind crates i want more of that so mm -hmm. desperately what is that for so good. it's just what is read. that no no like like they this game creates menus inside menus inside menus. And so if you yeah. picture 10.0, 11.0, right? Just just put yourself years and years in the future. Do we not just have do we not just have menus inside menus inside menus inside menus like where the entire bottom of our screen is like t categories? Probably. Yeah. Like like history and people and, you know, favorite bookmarks and like currencies and like and you're just opening them up and each one has like 27 different things in it like what are we going to get something else in there i don't know it's it's the idea so. that it was such a gimmick though it's like this is the <laughs> menu and the sounds and and the same font as near you've played that game you love that game here you go have like five seconds where you your spine just tingles and you go that's amazing that's that's all it was for but i'm hoping that this sort of stuff i like the toy box just gets added to i love yeah. these little things it's yeah. the little things that make me excited about content i have a theory I that i've it. shared with chris behind the scenes and i was like i don't know how to turn it into a video because it's so conspiratorial but i oh. feel like yoshi p is building out the a, a new dream team 
and that's if you look at all the relationships he's building around oh, with Final right. Fantasy 14. We know he's been working on a new game, and mm. we know like uh, you know like hey like what's going on with these devs? Like honestly, mm. I, I think that the world isn't. If, if I'm right, I don't know if the world is ready for what Square Enix is about to drop on the world over the next five years. I think over the next five years, you could, you might be you might be looking at a new renaissance when it comes to Square Enix and the, their IP. And I, I, that's just a, a theory. Like when I'm just seeing these connections, got no like I have no like like well here's this document and breaking news. But honestly, just when I look at the people who've made the most influential uh, experiences, and they all seem to be working with Yoshi P on on 14 and, and to a degree. What else are they working on? That's all I'm going to say. And, and <laughs> It'll be time for WoW Classic. Classic. Anthem will be fixed by then. It's going to be a good world. <laughs> well, the next decade of games, are gonna be, it's going to be better than the last, hopefully. Uh, Mione, you ready to say something? Uh, I said, yeah, and, and uh, the, the amount of like people on board, like you've just said, but they all meet in the same bar. They're all within like walking distance of each other. It seems like they have a really good rapport and that's something you don't see really yeah. with many of these companies. Like what have we got? We've got Capcom involved from a Monster Hunter stuff, mm -hmm. massive fans of the game, love this, you know, take part in it. People like Yoko Taro who will just, I, I can't even imagine being in the same room for him for too long. Just, it'd be hilarious. The guy is just, match it you know yeah. but yeah uh, I, I i don't know they do Whatever seem they're working on is amazing though so there was part two of the first live letter of five one they was when they had the guys from near and they were just sitting around just talking is that right yeah so they were just sitting around yeah. just shooting the breeze but there was nothing like they said nothing like the like we were watching the live translations and there was so little coming across to english because they were just they were just chatting and like they seemed legitimately excited to talk about video games. And I think that's kind of what you're honing in on there, Mione, is like sometimes it yeah. feels like these companies get so big that uh, rightfully so, right? When you have 3,000 employees under you, making a decision that leads the game the wrong direction could cost hundreds of them their jobs. And you have to go be like, hey, sorry about your family. I was wrong. And so like they take it really seriously and they don't take risks. And somewhere along the way, protecting themselves starts to get to the point where like, it doesn't feel like they like games anymore. Like I can legitimately picture executive level people at AAA gaming companies. I'm sure we can all name them that probably don't even play video games. Oh yeah. Anymore. Hands down. Like that's, that's the, that's the fight between business and, and art. And I don't see that at square. Like I think these people play games and if they don't, they've done a good job hiding it. Cause like I, I legitimately <laughs> get the impression that, like Yoshi P plays games and laughs and is in a discord somewhere with friends, like, you know, and somebody does something stupid and they all die and they're all laughing just like we are. Yeah. So it's actually, it's a real good, important thing to note and something I can actually kind of speak on uh, as somebody who was a 1.0 player, Yoshi P came in and first ordered that his team play the game. And that was one of the biggest kind of differences because the team being forced to play the game. And then he said, go play WoW and then go yeah. play these other games. So it's it's critical behind that. Now, one of the things that I've, I've talked about a lot is that 
game developers take less money. Like you could go make more money as a game, as a programmer in any other industry and field because from a business to business application, there's a there's a ROI, return, like, return on the investment. Like you buying this software means that you can save money so it almost sells itself. Software development can be very lucrative. But the thing is with game development is that they have a passion for it. And this is where I harped on this many times. The leadership has to get out of their own way and let the people who are passionate about these games and empower them to make these amazing things. And that's one of the things Yoshi P has really bought, brought to Square Enix. And so even with 15, I enjoyed the game, but you can clearly see 10 years of struggle to get it out. I think as Yoshi P has been changing the culture within Square Enix, we're talking about a whole new decade, a whole new mindset, and, and like hopefully a clear fit, a vision and focus that we're gonna, it's just, I am excited. Hopefully they're able to deliver on, um, you know, how, as I look at it from a software perspective, that they've been able to fix a lot of these core systematic development issues. Anyhow, oh, uh, um, go ahead, Mioni. <laughs> just the last thought on that. I mean, if you look at the comparisons in the industry, like you've just said, the, the, the thing that Square Enix have uniquely is the community is 100% behind them. They might bicker about small changes and additions, but I've never seen a community behind a game as completely as this. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, you look at World of Warcraft, the forums are, you know, a, a minefield. You, you spend five minutes on there, your mind's rotting. But you go on Final Fantasy's forum and it's, you know, it's just basically just, oh, this thing in this game annoys, in, in this part of the game annoys me, but I still love it overall. You know, you still come back to the fact that everyone's 100% behind it. I don't know. It feels that way. There, there's definitely, I would say, a Have you game. clicked on a Mail the Era thread? <laughs> oh, but that was... Come on. That's still a minor part of the game, though, overall, isn't it? Still no, I, I agree. The people in that thread. I agree with Mione, but at the same time, I agree with Chris. Like, for, There are some things, and we do see that. Like, I know there are people who come in and they're like, like that. I do, they, they actively, like, don't like Yoshi P for some, yeah. you know, reason, and that's fine. Like, you can't ever please everybody, but... I do agree with Mioni. I would say that the majority of the player base has that has that passion. My concern is is that when it when that passion turns into like a laser focus and it ch and they chase people away because um, it's like because it's like if you don't like and and I don't know if you've seen this within your community, but when it comes mm -hmm. to the story, like if you don't watch the story, if you're not uh -huh. a part of it. Why are you here? And it's like I don't know. Like if somebody doesn't care for story, like they might find another thing enjoyable about this game. I'm not going to say like, all right, you should, you know, you can't come play the game unless you're going to spend the, you know, 300 plus hours to get caught up on all the story. But anyway, well, something for everybody is yeah. there, but 100%. the only other how do I see my total playtime uh, slash playtime? Yeah. Playtime. Playtime. Yeah. So the, the game up. anyway, so like uh, 5.0 brought a lot of changes, a lot of battle uh, class changes. Uh, what are you maining anything specifically? Did your job get uh, or jobs get adjusted in any way that's positive or negative for you? Not particularly. I play White Mage, and it's still as fun as when Shadowbringers changed it. I don't yeah. know. Oh man, I'm still I'm, overpowered and fun. <laughs> I'm 78 now, so I'm almost done with White Mage, uh, and I I just I love every second of it. Yeah, I've been enjoying everything. Summoner. Like Summoner's what I've got. Uh, Summoner Scholar. Sorry, I have not been enjoying Summoner. I even have played around with the changes, and my DPS went up a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, okay, great. I just it. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I talked with Larry Zar about this and we probably, we might do a follow-up. I want to spend more time with it. Cause I don't feel like I've given it like 
put it through its paces to really kind of test it out in a wide variety of content. But I'm having yeah. a hard time picking it up because I just keep wanting to do Machinist if I was going to do like a DPS. And, uh, and that's an interesting challenge that, I, that I've personally been uh, facing. Um, has anybody here played around with the ninja changes at all? Because like that's one thing that is on my to-do list. But uh, I, I'm, I'm seeing their DPS go through the roof. And overall, I haven't heard too many rumblings. But um, what are your thoughts? Honestly, like I would, I just would love to know what kind of the people who did the ultimates think. Oh yeah. Like we have yeah. a tendency as a community of setting the meta around like my DPS went out, my DPS went out down, but the vast majority of us, at least like at my play level and below, there is DPS you're leaving on the table on your job. Like I don't need to switch to a better job to increase my DPS. I could just play better. Like, like there's room for improvement. Uh, and so I would love to know kind of, I haven't had a chance to go troll the forums on that, but um, I would love to go kind of sit in some of the discord and see what the thoughts are now that we're having ultimate clears, because that's really what sets in stone. Are there classes that are struggling to be viable? Are there classes that are must haves? Um, mm. That's those are the people who should really be setting the trend. And even then you should take that trend with a grain of salt because a, you're not playing at their level. So it's possible that if that, class has a really high skill ceiling that playing below that skill ceiling makes that dps drop way way down as opposed to a class that's maybe easier to play you can get closer to their level and be like the content is designed to be cleared with everybody so outside of ultimates there, there isn't there isn't a single class in the game that cannot take place in a savage um it just doesn't happen so play what you enjoy um, but yeah, it's nice to see ninjas at least feel the love. It's nice to see them care about whether or not a rotation is fun and not just adjust the numbers. That's a good point. Um, as we move into, uh, kind of the future, cause it's like, we still have one more patch scheduled for uh, this year, which would be the patch 1.5 or essentially 5.15. Uh, I've got it estimated at December 10th. Uh, does anybody mm -hmm. here have any uh, any other guesses? Uh, there's not that many days left in the year. so And for a Tuesday, that seems to be the most reasonable thing from my perspective. Mioni, do you have a guess on uh, on the on the date? Uh, I think it should be the 10th. Um, especially, that that will also have the um, the, the Christmas event as well. Yeah. Which I believe Ooh. has some barding this year from some sources. Some barding. I love it when they do mounts, mm. but... <laughs> <laughs> like mm. barding is, is is interesting for me um i just i collect do you have the new mounts bit. do you have the new mounts from restoration Manny? Do yes you, i do yes do you the have, gorilla yeah i want the gorilla i'm saving up for the gorilla um <laughs> i'm almost there i'm almost there <laughs> i'm over i'm over halfway yeah oh, oh and to answer our earlier thing as somebody who didn't pay attention to lore until the launch of shadowbringers literally until we zoned into shadowbringers i have gone from moderately caring about lore to why can't I skip this cutscene? Uh, that's my range that I live comfortably in. I'm at 80 days of playtime on my character. So to say that I can't like this game, that's 80 days of my life in the last, what, five years? Like that's that's a substantial portion of time for one game. So to kind of loop back around, yeah. since I had the chance to pull the game up, like to say that people can't like the game kind of implies that this game is only good for story, which I think would be a sad thing because I think there's a lot of other really beautiful systems in the game. So as we start to look forward, like I would love to know kind of, since we haven't had a chance to talk to me really that much this year, mm. um, what, what it, now that we, this is mm. feels solidly, it feels like they finished the thought on what 5.0 is. Um, what is your favorite feature? Like what's your favorite change? And like, let's exclude story. Cause I think that one tends to sit at the top. Oof, the entire 
expansion so far? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is a tough question because it, it brought a lot of smaller things that I find more important than maybe other people do. It's very subjective, but I think like one of the things I keep harping on about is is with gathering with the auto gathering button that that changed everything for me. Like I don't know, I'm lazy. I don't want to keep clicking. <laughs> I, I can click once whilst I'm watching something. Small little quality of life changes make the biggest impact to me. But apart from that, it's been a, a fairly solid expansion, isn't it? I mean, the PVE content has been up there. Mm -hmm. certainly like the higher difficulty stuff i've still yet to get my clear on hades from this patch but um you know I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a clear on him but all of the the content has been rewarding there's not been like a single drop i don't think i think in stormblood i felt a little bit different than this there were sections of stormblood that seemed to drop in quality i think especially on the pve side don't know maybe that's just me but i think they've uh, stepped up their game but if i had to nail it down to just one thing it would be the small quality of life changes if you had to pick one zone, it has what to be. Would it be like out of the new one ones? zone yeah like what's your favorite zone out of the new ones now that we've had enough time with uh with all of them uh like do you have a favorite zone i think it's raktika Oh, yeah. Believe it or not, I think it's the, the idea of a canopy being above. I mean, the, the idea of it as a skybox and you can't fly any further above it. I love flying up and getting big you know, screenshots of, of landscape, but the idea of it as a canopy there and that kind of gives me that sort of little tick in my mind of, of that's why I can't fly any further. And it, it just feels so alive so well yeah it is because this tree is me only but you know <laughs> it's it's very engrossing very immersive apart from that like um ilmeg still I, I can't stay there for too long i love it it's beautiful for screenshots but it still makes my eyes just burn after a while chris what's your favorite uh feature uh 50 and then zone uh my favorite zone is also Ratika. i mean and the music is incredible um it's it's the one music that like i could leave my game sound on and like just go out throughout my house and like that zone just is amazing um at the time right. i liked it because i i think it plays really nice off like the light and the dark of this expansion um so i think it's it's growing to be my favorite one as i go back and visit them all more and more when i go out to gather something it's been one that i i think has really held up uh so far and i think that's oh i set the question out there my favorite feature I, I would say over stormblood like i would say that the dungeons don't feel as engaging as stormblood but the zones feel more engaging, both from the questing pacing um, to the way we go out and gather to the new fate system. So I would say just the ability to use the open world is something that Stormblood really felt like it was lacking. Uh, and so this is a pretty stark contrast, just that that kind of liveliness. Um, the bicolor gemstones was a really clever change. The zone design was, was cleverly done. Uh, and then the fact that like I can think of all these different moments where it's like, man, I hope they become a beast tribe and I hope they become a beast tribe. Mm. And I hope they like, there aren't going to be enough beast tribes to be all the things that I want to explore deeper. And uh, that's a sign that they've really engaged with the open world in a nice way. I don't want to leave the first, like going back to the source feels like, like I'll climb up in my attic. And I think I'll it's, just, oh, I think that's one of the things that I, <laughs> as I, as I start to kind of like wonder where the story's going to go, I think that's kind of why I do, outside of the genocide, agree with the Asians 
in terms of the rejoining because it just doesn't feel complete. And even the first, while it's beautiful and new, it doesn't feel complete. And that's essentially, I guess, the kind of the argument is that we've all been <coughs> divided and in, in that division, <laughs> we've, we've killed Chris. <laughs> um, and in that division, we're, we're separate. And thus, we like, and, the, and like, is the goal to bring us all together, uh, you know, and, and make us whole again. And what does that look like? And can it be done without mass genocide? And then what would the game look like if that happened? Like, how, do, how would that even play out uh, narratively and go from there? Um, I think for me, I would say probably the, the fates and the, and the, and the, just the bicolored gemstones is a, is a system I really enjoyed. Uh, welcome back, Chris. <laughs> yeah. This is I really enjoyed. And uh, for me, the uh, Ilmeg, like I love going in. I love that the like I'm doing the fairies and I really enjoy being in the zone <clears throat> and I really enjoy um, obviously just the dreamland in and of itself. I think it's so creative and it's so visually cool. And I love that fantasy. I, I like I I guess I default more into high fantasy as, as kind of a, a aesthetic uh, that I that I like in like my Final Fantasy games, not that the sci-fi and not like the steampunk isn't exciting and fun but i think like that's why i think yoshi p's next project is the most uh intriguing at this at this stage and i don't know what they're going to do with it and where they're going to go with it but uh it does has uh, my information my ideas captured but Mioni, are you looking forward to blue mage as a, as it relates to the the level expansion uh coming here no. in a couple of weeks <laughs> just, just straight up no i can answer that in one simple thing no and the reason is that it, it was a cool concept I was hyped about it originally, if you remember. Like I made videos and I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. Blue Mage, you know, screw the haters. You know, it's going to be fun. A day, a day is all it took. And I'm like, okay, what, do, what can I do? Mass Carnival. Right. I did some of that. I didn't complete it. I didn't go back to it. It's like, okay, so what's going to happen with this next update? Okay, well, we've got another 10 levels with some abilities. <clears throat> Collect the abilities. The Blue Mage log doesn't excite me. The idea of doing a challenge log never excites me. But to see it like, oh yeah, if you go in with, you know, three other Blue Mages, you can go and do Thordan on like an extreme difficulty. Wow. You know, I don't know. The rewards better be good. That's all I'm saying. Are you, uh, are you, are you starting to come around to the idea that like maybe Blue Mage should just be made into a, like a real job and just kind of figured it out how to make it work in that system or does it or does the limited system is it lacking in a way that you have an idea of what would actually make it engaging okay so the limited job system i think is massively lacking i think if you're going to limit it that heavily make it really powerful it just doesn't feel it to me <clears throat> yeah there are some abilities but if i'm going to have to final sting everything and and that's like wow the big one shot it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me if I wanted a limited job system to be, okay, you can do this set piece of content, but you can blow your way through it, but there are other hazards, you know? Yeah. You don't have just one powerful ability. You have all of these different things. I thought they would have taken more from the logogram system that they said that they'd learned from mm -hmm. with Eureka and put more about that, you know, more you know, death abilities, more things that are immune to death and things like that. They were talking about how in this next content, I can't remember, it was an, in, an interview, you might remember it, where Yoshi P said, you will be able to one-shot bosses. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but some of them. And I'm yeah. like, okay, that's interesting. But like, is this is this enough? Is the Blue Mage log, I'm going to ask you, will the Blue Mage log, Brian, be enough for you to be excited more than a week 
for Blue Mage. No, um, and I think Chris and I have kind of hit, and it's something that I would love to see as a part of the limit system is a reason to keep getting XP. I'd love that in the game at all, but like imagine if they, for the limited system, they brought in merit <clears throat> points, right? In a way that you could build your Blue Mage yeah. more different and thus XP never loses value. Like you're like, great, I'm a level cap. Now I'm farming merits. Great, Blue Mage log, what it, like the world needs to be that. And that's kind of where, like when you look at just taking in the Asgardian Restoration to bring this full circle, imagine if there was something that all Blue Mages were contributing in uh, in mm. that regards, or all battle, you know, et cetera. So it's like, even if you're just doing X, you're still multitasking <laughs> in a way. Uh, Chris has said it numerous times, and I would love it. Imagine if you go and uh, if you learn an ability, like you get it like a thousand times, if it gave you a glamour ability of that version, so that there was more things to collect and do. And so instead of throwing a fish, like if you'd got that ability like a thousand <laughs> times, now you could... Uh, you can a have dolphin. A, a dolphin or a namazu or you know like like you could modify your abilities visually by just going out and do basically trying to give yourself and the player the choice of like well if you like this like we're not going to you know quote unquote limit you to how much you can grind and how much you can work in it because being that the game it, it's it's set up so that you can't go and break the raid because if you could go break the raid then if, if the raid was like everybody needs to be we need one tank all blue yeah. mages that's you know no one's good uh, the raid scene would be really frustrated by that fact but being that it's not out of that i say let it be a playground let like and that's where i think beyond blue mage that's where i really think that uh like three other limited jobs would really somewhat complete the system uh in regards like okay cool like you want to be a beast master a puppet master uh, a time mage or whatever like okay we're gonna bring all this in and it's just gonna we're gonna let you just go nuts we're not going and include to include PVP. Oh, That's hands the thing down. I want. Hands down. Um, I, I, the fact that Blue Mage can't partake, partake in PVP is, is frustrating, especially because PVP is also on its own system. So yeah. it's okay. Like, who cares? <laughs> it could have its own like limited job PVP mode as well with rewards. That would be incredible. Mm -hmm. I think more PVP would be actually very healthy for the game <clears throat> itself. And it doesn't have to I, and it doesn't have to be open world PVP. Have you ever played Guild Wars? Like Guild Wars 2? Yes, to some I, extent, yeah. The I, big I, raids that go around, yeah. I love the the world versus world because it's kind of something yeah. you zone into. And it's got the, like, okay, you're all just kind of like, you, you have PvE and PvP all kind of somewhat contributing. And then, like, at the end of the week, the, serv the servers that were versus each other are all kind of tallied. And it's like, cool, like, hey, you know, Sargatanas came on top this week. And it doesn't narratively break anything. It's just like, all right, if you want to go do that, and then it's just a kind of a like something that I think they've even asked Yoshi P about, but they always interpret it as open world PvP. Like you're just running around, and all of a sudden another warrior mm. of light's going to come start attacking you. It's like, oh no. Um, I think I find myself like wanting that them to release it at least from the Burning Circle, or where you could at least duel in the in the open world more, because I think that could be uniquely interesting in terms of setting up boundaries. And I don't know. These are thoughts that I have. Um, what what content would yeah. you design if it wasn't like a PvP? Sorry, uh, not a PvP situation. What would you, what would you ideally want for Blue Mage that would tick the box for you if oh, it, yeah. if it couldn't be a normal raid? What uh, easy, normal class? Easy question. It, it, like this would be on be just beyond Blue Mage, but this would be for battle. I think that there should be some friendly competition between the grand companies, and every week uh. your contribution was whatever and then this is like a whole like i've had i thought of this like pretty heavily 
Imagine if every zone, just by doing even the instance content, you kind of were scoring points for your grand company. And the winner of that week or two weeks or whatever the time period that we won the set got their flag, like was able to like, hey, this zone is, uh, has been, you know, think of it like you adopt a highway, like uh, yeah. the grant, you know, adders have adopted the, <laughs> the this zone. And out of that, like there's just different little benefits and rewards that could trickle out. To balance it, because let's say the adders controlled every zone, in which would be, in my mind would be impossible because we have tons of zones and I don't know how it would work narratively with the first, but uh, within, um, within that, like it's like, okay, well, it becomes harder week over week to actually maintain control. So if you control the zone for every, you know for three weeks and then you know for four, whatever the tally is, um, it would end up becoming harder. So somebody who was a part of the, the uh, Maelstrom would actually get like twice as many points and then eventually three times as many points for doing the same action. That's always kind of having this ebb and flow, but you would be able to see and maybe gathering in there increased additional rewards, maybe, you know, like, teleports cost less if your grand if your grand company that you're a part of uh control that zone you know it just like look <sighs> like such passive content but still interestingly in an engagement so like blue mages are going out rocking you know grinding xp cool and then if that instance piece of content was attached to that zone you know like how you see like you know like if you look at um dry bone uh like it's like okay halatali like great you're you ran halatali well you got points for dry bone cool you know that's just that's what i want like hands down for whatever reason i wish i wish you'd played wow over the years in addition to 14 because there's so many times when you name a system that a a parallel slightly different system yeah. has existed um so like the burning crusade was heavily uh there were whole zones where like owning owning that zone was towers in, and um and and so there was this kind of world pvp um that since kind of had to go away like honestly what made those not work long term is flying mounts um because mm -hmm. a lot of it was centered on world pvp and world pvp breaks all pvp breaks when you give people the ability to fly um so <laughs> there just isn't an mmo that seems to deal elegantly with that uh 11 has listening to I, I get it from the 11 system which was called conquest and every every week the different cities were basically competing versus the beastmen. So if nobody was in that zone, the beastmen could quote unquote take it back. But yeah, go ahead, Chris. So listening to both of you guys, the problem with the limited job system, like I think the limited job system is really important. Just like Deep Dungeon, just like Eureka, having alternative ways to enjoy the game as a PVE player helps fill the gaps between msq it takes them a long time to build new dungeons and it takes a long time to write and develop and translate and build cutscenes around stories so there has to be something for the in-between times and and the times when you just you want to play more there has to be these alternative systems and so limited job is a clever system but the problem that when i listen to both of you and when i listen to people in the comments is the pacing so we see things like this release. We see things like Chocobos and mm. Squadrons and stuff that are these partial thoughts. And they take so long to come out with updates to them that by the time <laughs> it comes time for the next update, the core systems of the games have changed so much that they honestly just end up not touching them. So like Chocobos basically stopped. Squadrons basically stopped. Eventually Trusts will eventually stop. And it's the same with these systems. Like will Limited Job be able to finish its thought while it's still relevant. So my issue has been the pacing that it's taking so long to get to cap and they've already written out all the abilities. And so we're saying, I wish it had more abilities like this or less abilities like this, but like we're not getting the whole picture because they're taking so long to release it. 
Like, just that's, let us play. That's the biggest frustration behind it. Like, the fact that it's just going to 60 and the fact that it can't go to, that they won't let it go to 80, this whole expansion here, that means in 525, uh, five, I guess, we'll see it go to 70 and then it's just going to stay at 70 for a, like a year and a half because then I'm assuming it's until, uh, until 615, will it go to 80? And it's like, Mm. Is it a case of quantity over quality then? Is that what we're saying? Like spreading your, your butter too thin across two pieces of bread and not having enough for the third. I love the butter analogy. No, but you have to finish you have to finish making the sandwich. Right? Yeah. So like keeping it on food, like like I'm not saying that you need to just just throw everything in the fridge on the counter and just let it all spoil. But like you said you were gonna deliver me a sandwich and you gave me one piece of bread mm. and now we're about to get yeah. one piece of meat. And like like you can't just let it sit on the counter for 10 hours until I get the other, like, just let me like finish the thought. So like, I'm not saying that they need to just, just toss everything they're ever going to do with blue mage out there. But they said, we built these three tiers of sets of skills. And then it's like a year between each set. And so let, and, and honestly let them get to cap, but then cap them, restrict them on content. So like if we're in five, three, maybe they can clear the content up to five, one. If we're in five, four, they can clear up to five, two. So keep them one, maybe two patch cycles behind. That way you're never seeing an issue of like, well, you're just using blue mage in savages or whatever, because <laughs> they do crazy stuff. It's like, no, no, no. they can't even get into savage. They're yeah. way behind. Chad even but said like, that you could limit it. Let like them get to cap per like job. Like the limited side of it is that there's going to only one per party would be that. And you like can't, that. You can't do that with the way the party system works. Because right. imagine the queue when everybody queues as a blue mage, and then you're having to wait for 23 other people to fill out your alliance roulette. Well, right. it would be the, at least seven be other. A, it would be a fourth category, and it's no longer a trinity. It's a, <laughs> it's a square. It's like okay, guys. Uh, and then uh, Gables actually kind of uh, drops this in, and I, I'm interested in y'all's thoughts. Maybe Square Enix could homogenize 14 more to the point where blue become, could become a regular job somehow. So there's two parts of that: the homogenization. How, how do you feel? Because I know that was a lot, uh, and I'm, this is Timioni first. I know there was a lot of people mm. reacting to that. Personally, when it comes to like the, the healers, I've actually enjoyed healing more, but their DPS feels gutted. And and so whenever like I, somebody doesn't need healing, it is kind of dull. Like, have you, uh, have you, because you said you're, you've been loving White Mage. I think they yeah. nailed White Mage. Like it feels great. What are your thoughts? Because did they homogenize 14 too much with Shadow uh, Shadowbringers? I don't think they homogenized it that much. There's still like the the peaks here and there I, I see on you know on meters personally when I run with my own static or you know my own group of people. There are certainly um, like black mage is is still top dog in in most areas of content, but it's you know you've still got bad black mages at the end of the day, right? Yeah. That's that's the level of play where I'm at. I'm not at the the top echelon. I'm not the ultimate raider that uh, you know some people viewing this might be but i think for the most part they they nailed it there's been very few changes needed in my opinion like and what changes have been made have been i mean quite drastic in places i guess for ninja but at the same time they weren't terribly difficult they knew what the problem was they just needed a while to implement it and we're finally seeing those rewards now and it's, it's certainly been it's been a case of if something's a little bit low on output we're going to boost its potency i feel that that's been 
the knee-jerk reaction. But I feel at the same time they're moving away from that just slightly. They're starting to realize that, you know, how each of those things happen, how, how the, the best way a ninja could be for mm-hmm. that particular patch. The only problem is this is all going to happen again when the next expansion comes out so it's really what they can fix now to damage limitation in the future when you know things are skewed because of different numbers and scaling and the the need of new abilities because if you don't have a new ability in an expansion you're not feeling like there's any new changes to it and therefore you're going to play a different game i know a lot of people who are like that they're like oh i'd like to see ultima on a on a black mage, mm-hmm. well, or well, we can't have Ultima because of law reasons. But what about Demi Ultima? I know a load of people have, have wanted that. That I would love Burst something. to return on Black Mage. They you took know. it out from 1.0, and it's the one ancient magic that they don't technically have. That they still have Thunder. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but I, I don't feel it was homogenized too much. But um, I mean, I, I love the samurai changes. I've not got maximum level on that, but I have seen. It feels more fluid from the uh, abilities I have so far, and a lot of people are reacting quite positively. So I feel that there's a, a, a been quite a lot more listening to feedback in this expansion than Stormblood. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think we can, for the most part, agree on that. Yeah. So on that note, we are coming up on on time. So uh, Miani, like as we get ready for 2020, looking forward. Like, what are you most excited about? Because we're going to get three big patches. We're going to have a fan fest. They're going to announce mm. 6.0. Like, for people who've been playing this game and covering this game for a while, like, I, you know, I pretty much laid out, like, what is known. But there's so much unknown. The narrative that the story is going to take place. We talked about it's coming to Xbox. That's a huge yeah. thing. Um, you know, like, and so o- o- overall, like... 14 is go- I think it's going to have one of its best years and that's awesome because it doesn't have an expansion which usually always brings a lot of hype and a lot of excitement um and so with that like what are you looking forward to this year and what are you do you have any predictions about what uh you know you think it's going that you're gonna that we're gonna see any surprises or anything that you're hoping for specifically for 14 in 2020 sure um I think for the most part next year the game will uh sort of wrap up some loose ends but at the same time answer the the amarok question i think that's the thing we're building up to most of at, at this point the uh more asian related stuff with validibus and spoiler talk but yeah i'm lo- i'm looking forward to more of that but apart from the main storyline i think next year i'm most excited to see what new types of trial we get i do like them i do really enjoy the extremes i want to see all of the. i want to see what the final mount is actually the final guiba or guiba you know the final dragon yeah big glowy fella i want one of those and uh in terms of predictions for the next expansion i don't know if it was up to me i'd like to actually go to favnir I'd like to go back to our world and, you know, move to the the bit in the middle as well as pushing north. Because if we go to Favnir, we've got a free port that we can use as a hub, a bit like Kagani. And then north of that, we have the borders of Nangsha over to, uh, you know, Il- Ilzabad area. So we've got um, basically where our Viera come from mm-hmm. and our Orofgar, which have law based on their queen. I'd like to see that basically i i want them to deliver on the stuff that they've written down and i I want to see it firsthand because there's so many things like favnir 
it's got to be a wondrous place at this point. Think of all the things that have come from Favnir, all of those different, <laughs> yeah. you know, the emotes, the, you know, you've got the cat girl. They've got all the good stuff. In all the, all the, you know, stuff over the there. glamour. Exactly. So yeah. it's going to be this exotic place. Well, and we'll have to and, see what happens, you know, obviously with the Empire and what's going on there. Lots of, lots of. Luna. Well, that, that's the point. You need a, a, a point to push north from, don't you? If, if you are going to, you know, make that advancement, mm. if you're going to join with separatist groups of the Empire, I don't know. I'm excited. No, Emmett Selk? I don't know. What's going to happen? Chris, what, do you, what are you looking forward to in 2020? Um,. I mean, I want to know what's going on with Relic and some small masochistic part of me, because I know the community would explode, would love for them to just just totally toss Relic on its head and be like, this time Relic weapons are only crafter tools. And like, (laughs) (laughs) it's all part of the restoration. All people would lose it. But it'd be so intriguing because like right now it's always you're going to do a task. You're going to get a weapon. The weapon's going to become worthless in the next expansion outside of glamour. Like that's the, that's the recipe. And so like, as somebody who covers the content patches and stuff, I know like the three of us here are three of the people that put out the the patch notes guides every single time. And so we, we read the same article in the same newsletter almost on a set schedule and so like i can predict what's coming with the next live letter and the one after that and the one after mm-hmm. that and the one after that within a reasonable degree of, of accuracy until they do something like limited job or all that that's where they catch us off guard uh when they add new content and with the relic they haven't announced it's oddly missing like the yeah. fact that it has not been even mentioned is weird and I kind of think it would be neat if they're like, well, the reason we didn't mention it is because it's made in the area after the firmament and it's made by crafters and gatherers for crafters and gatherers. So we couldn't talk about it yet. And just just let the heavens rain down with fire and people be mad. Well, and let's just let's just build something different. Sweet, sweet YouTube. Let's views. just let's just try something different. <laughs> like it's fine. Go ahead, Mariani. There's a certain amount of irony to that as well, because, you know, when you do eventually get the top tier part of your relic, it's never relevant for more than a month. Yeah. So if it was a craft at all, it would be relevant for more than that. Yes. Ouch. And it could do something interesting. It doesn't have to just be a lots of crafter and gatherer stats. It could have something on it that like makes it less mm. likely to lose materials when you fail or makes oh, wow. the chance at high quality go up. Just screw with things. It's crafting and gathering. It's side content. Go nuts. And so, An like, it opens up you all these. It, it, <laughs> you could, you can do that. That's okay. And then you would just have to have the gear to get the crafts to, to get the gathering stat high enough. As soon as that becomes old, you know, like just mess with the relic system. But I know there's a ton of people that would be upset, and I get why. I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I secretly want the world to burn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, let's just do something different. Like, we've been playing the same game. I'm still enjoying it, but change it up. Here we go. Eureka 2.0 <laughs> is crafter and gatherer only. Well, we know Diadem is gatherer. Well, yeah. It's just yeah. concerted work after concerted work. After yeah, concerted, concerted work. <laughs> we go, like, five meters forward. We clear out some monsters. And then, like, Gather we have to rebuild yeah. the area. Rebuilding a Chop road. Log. There we go. That's it. We're rebuilding the road across. The Galian territory. There you go. We're road builders now. Yes, lay that foundation, baby. I think for me, 2020 is going to be really, really substantial. I've been campaigning for the Xbox port for since 2013. Since it was like, why is this not coming to the Xbox One? 
Uh, and so for me, I, I'm really excited. Julie was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll be able to come back and, and play now, you know, unless they decide to bring it to Stadia, which would be really cool. I think we're going to see a huge amount of expansion. Uh, Yoshi P has talked about things that they're trying behind the scenes. And honestly, I think if, if anything, what, like what would make 2020 something really unique would be, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what the PVP changes, you know, mode is. We brought They brought in the changes to the jobs themselves. I'd love to see more of that kind of content because that, uh, like I always kind of said, like uh, the PVP in 14 ha hasn't ever really engaged me because I don't like the queues. So I've always gone to Destiny 2 to get my PVP fix. And that's kind of like, like I played these two games religiously because, mm. you know, one, I, I would play 14 even more if there was like an engaging PVP, because that's something I feel fills the gap in the PVE content overall, because it's always changing. But new platform, uh, uh, I think that we're going to see, uh, obviously, 5.3, we know is going to have some kind of story level, you know, story squish or things like that, which will, I think, help uh, streamline new players kind of getting into more of the content. Personally, with that, beyond the story, that they made where uh, Dark Knight, Astrologian, and machinist all unlocked at 30 and you could go do their quests like at least a 50 and not have to get all the way into ishgard that would be the biggest win in my book i have friends that were like i love the dark knight and it's like oh man you got a trek as opposed to now like you just have to hit 50 to get red mage you just have to hit 60 to get dancer you know so it's like i mean and there's some other like requirements but it's not so like well sucks to be you <laughs> um so i'd like to hopefully see them kind of like do that and that will obviously be this year and then uh, hopefully more people can uh, join us. We're assuming Vegas because that would be weird if they flipped the, the script and didn't go to Vegas. But uh, the Fan Fest, uh, either in October or November this year, I think it's going to be in Toledo. <laughs> Toledo. <laughs> it's in Paris, Texas. Like what? Paris, Texas. Like what the? Well, that's, that's a real place. I, I could drive Is there. It really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have Paris, Texas. Uh, <laughs> Paris, Texas. Yeah, it's yeah. it's smaller than it sounds. Are there any like really confused French people walking around there? Bonjour, or... bonjour. Uh, like, I, I bought the plane ticket and now on the wrong train somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, with the bibliothèque. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see here. Yeah, bad butchering of French. I studied French and I'm very bad at it, so I always think that's funny, especially from a Texas boy. It's like everybody speaks Spanish, and I didn't study that. Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, Mioni, where can people find you? What you got? Uh, you got anything exciting that you're working on that you care to share? If not, it's okay. But tell people where they can find you and your content. You can find me on YouTube. Just type in Mioni into the search box and you'll find my channel, no problem. And I'm doing collectible stuff. So everything from Harambe Mount to Barding to, yeah, 5.1 goodness, all of it. You can expect more for a good few weeks before I run out of stuff, and then we go back to like more interesting, sort of expansive things, including lore. So yeah, exciting. And I will be sure to include links in the description below, so you guys can go check out his content. Uh, be sure to follow him. Fantastic creator, been doing this uh, for a while now, and you've been covering a lot of the the news posts and more. Mm -hmm. Always enjoy your content, your voice. Uh, and your knowledge is always just—it's it, just brings a, a smile to my face every day. And so I'm really glad that you've been able to—we were able to get you on the podcast. We had to reschedule you because uh, of BlizzCon, and so I really appreciate Thank you. How you yeah. And this actually worked out real well because this is a kind of a great way to kind of uh, almost end the year. We got one more guest coming up, Chris. Where can people find us? Uh, right here, wherever they found us, but also a lot on YouTube. Um, Mioni, can I ask, like, is there was there a time when you could not type Mioni into the search bar and find you? No. Like to new creators out there, 
the YouTube's a big place now. And so you have to earn the ability to show up in your own search results. So when we first got in, you could type in work to game and all this stuff without work to or game in it came up. It was like, it was like three months before we earned the ability to show up in our own search results. It's um, a very specific name, isn't it? I suppose it's a lot easier for me because, you know, it's just, it's just me only. There's not many people who have that name. And if they are, they're either the motorcyclist who unfortunately is no longer alive or um like sports stuff but yeah i've always i've always been in there for some reason but yeah worked a game i can imagine like a million results you gotta you gotta earn Rough. that one um so so yeah right now i'm playing uh wow classic with my brothers and uh i'm i'm really interested in whether or not i need to be playing retail sometime in the next year because shadowlands looks exciting if that is the case i'm trying to learn from the example of shadowbringers my, my big regret with shadowbringers is that i don't understand early lore because every mm. time they reference it i'm lost uh and so i'm trying to decide like how do i go about tackling getting caught up on wow lore in advance of shadowlands because shadowlands looks good um the, the lore behind it it'll be good for the first 60 days and then after that was, <laughs> uh but i'll definitely be playing the first 60 days of 9.0 uh, and then I know Brian, you've been playing a ton of Destiny. When you said that those two games pair together, I just pictured you like looking at Destiny and saying, "You complete me," uh, and like that's why I laughed. Like I heard it in my head, but nobody said it, so like I just laughed arbitrarily. You had, you had, you had me at Huckleberry. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're. I mean, we're just we're just chugging right along, playing a lot of games, uh, I've been trying to. Yeah, I know that Brian and I have a lot of family plans between now and the end of the year, so hopefully we can keep up um, playing lots of games. I hope to start back. We have the baby due on Friday, so I might run this podcast tomorrow or I might schedule it for Monday. Haven't decided yet. We'll have to see because i got two videos I'm finishing. Uh, Are we having a baby unboxing? A baby unboxing. It's a baby. <laughs> Boy or girl, we'll find out on, on Friday. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that, that, and then I'm going to be just helping out. I'm, I'm actually one of the things that Julie was saying is like, uh, so I'm just going to kind of like low key it with work, low key it with YouTube, be downstairs cause the office is upstairs and, uh, literally just like hang out with the family and play Pokemon and play like you know, games. I was talking with uh, Taylor scroll. Who's our next guest. Uh, that's actually going to be in December. Probably going to round out the year with him before we jump in and, and, uh, hit uh, episode 50 in, in January. Who knows? Like something could break. We, Mione, we got to get you back on. So you never like, you never know Yoshi pieces, like the game's coming to switch or something. Like we got to talk about it, uh, you know, uh, but outside of any kind of like crazy breaking things, like I think I'm just going to kind of be uh, rounding out the year, just kind of working on my back catalog, uh, leveling up uh, my job. So I, I should be able to roll out my red mage and white mage controller guides soon. Mm. I just haven't got it right. And that's one of the things I know a lot of people are like, hey, when's it coming? And it's like, when it's when it's ready. I don't like rushing out like these, the guides, because like I want to make sure that like it feels comfortable. And I'm experimenting with the Red Mage because when it comes to the controller, like, you know, just to highlight it, you have a couple of buttons that are very active. Like whenever you're moving, you're going to always have access to this. So Red Mage has times where they instacast and they times when they don't. So I've been experimenting with something and I'm trying to make sure that it is actually doing what I want it to do and it is comfortable and it does not hurt my DPS. And so far it, it's proving that, but they just made some changes. So I'm just putting it through its paces. And so that's kind of what I've got, uh, hopefully ro rocking out for you guys over the course of the holidays. 
uh, as we get into uh, 2020. So, um, like I awesome. said, we've got Taylor Scroll coming up uh, here in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be kind of around. Uh, it'll be a fun episode because we had him on first of the year, and we're, we talked about what games we're excited about. Now we get to talk about our kind of game of the years. And so he was recommending Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to me. And uh, if uh, if I'm just hanging out downstairs playing video games, I might try to pick that one up and and play through it. And I want to play through uh, the um, the Outer Worlds. I have that downloaded, and I just haven't had time. I've been just help you know helping Julie with the kids because uh, uh, if anybody here has ever had a baby, uh, <laughs> it is a very taxing uh, thing on 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 the ladies. Not yet, thankfully. <laughs> well, on, on the ladies, like it's like yeah, as a guy, I'm like I feel fine, and then it's like. Okay, like you know, you just lay down. Here, let me bring you water. Let me rub your, <laughs> let me rub your feet. Let me rub your back. Like, thank you for you know suffering for our children, uh, things like that. So that's what we'll be doing. That's uh, what I'll be doing over the next couple weeks. I can kind of hear him squeaking downstairs oh. right now, and uh, we'll wrap up with that. So uh, that's the show, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in live. Thanks for tuning in over on YouTube. Be sure to follow Mioni if you don't already. Uh, we'll include links to his uh, YouTube and uh, his uh, Twitter. Uh, Thank below you. you can see his Thank handle here on the on the screen. Um, but you might be able to squeeze into his first fifty thousand subscribers if you're quick. Yeah, you're coming up on it. You're coming up on it. You're not too much further behind. Now I'm, we're I'm like, watching we, that. We've always kind of been like a, like neck and neck in that in that regards, which is great because it's like I'm always rooting for you. Crush us, dude. Just Damn. go go be very famous and then uh, and then be like, come on our podcast. <laughs> nah, fame, fame is. Fame is an illusion. Oh, Just yeah. keep doing what you do. do Enjoy you every minute of it. That's that's my motto. That's why so. he's growing. That's why he's fantastic, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up with that. Uh, guys, for work to game my name is Brian. My name is Chris. My name is Mioni. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have an amazing holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you, if not in the, uh, in the next show, in the new year. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.